Welcome into Defeating the Curse. It is a snowy Wednesday in Washington, D.C. Anthony, codenamed Tony Reale, is on the podcast today. Steve is on the podcast today. FP is on the podcast today. And myself, I'm on the podcast as well. However, I have no interest in actually talking about the Nats. I want to talk about the snow and how annoying snow is as an adult. But it seems like at least half of us want to talk about the Nats. I don't know if there's much to talk about, to be honest. Let's be real. This is going to be the longest, most meaningless season until we get to October when something can actually be proven or disproven, I suppose. Um, nothing really matters until then. But, uh, Steve, are you gonna, I suppose you can try to convince me otherwise. Why does anything matter between now and October? Uh, I'm surprised you don't want to hijack the show and talk about Wizards uh, versus Spurs tonight. Listen, hey, let's talk about the Wizards. They haven't won in San Antonio since before you were born, basically, right? In 99. How old are you? I'm uh, a, a young 33. Okay, I'm, so, it's the year of Jesus. My so Jesus you age. were – how old were you the last time they won in 1999 in San Antonio? 14. What, what I were was you doing? Young. What were you doing in 1999? That, that gets off the podcast. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll what tell you all about name, that. Okay. What was her name? <laughs> making all we those – Unlike Stormy Daniels, I don't kiss and tell, okay? <laughs> well, you should. The ratings would go up. I think I think some people would, might be interested in that. Come on, baseball sucks right now. It's boring. You're only excited because oh the God. season's around the corner. You were, down, you were down there last week or two weeks ago for spring training and the camels. and all, It's just a big circus. Nothing really matters. <laughs> nothing, nothing can be proven or disproven about the Nationals until the postseason. Would you at least agree with that? Now, one week from tomorrow, Max Scherzer takes the mound against the Cincinnati Reds for meaningful baseball. And it's going to be a historic season, an incredible season. It'll be a season unlike any other, just for the mere fact that the All-Star Game is being hosted in D.C. for the probably the first time ever. I didn't. Can we get reality to look that up? <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, um, let's assume it's the first time ever. It's an incredible season. Look, what I said the last time we recorded a podcast is you don't take these rosters for granted. Okay. It's not every day where you have a world series roster where sports illustrated for the fourth time in six years is predicting us to win the world series. You don't take <laughs> these, these, these years for granted because they, they Who are, are few and far between in the world series. Yankees. Houston. Yankees or Houston. I thought it was Yankees. I saw Yankees. And that, well. that would be my pick. That would be my pick as well. So, uh, I, I mean, Talk about incredible. I mean, the Yankees are coming to town May 15th and 16th. So that could be a World Series preview. So it's an incredible season. There's tons to talk about. There's young guys coming up. Victor Robles was just optioned back to AAA. He for sure will be up by the end of the season. See what uh, Adam Eaton coming off the ACL injury, coming back. He's, he's leading the lineup. Obviously, Bryce in a contract year. Another historic thing that's happening. Uh, Max, two-time Cy Young winner looks as good as as ever uh Strasburg coming off an epic year Gio I don't know if Gio can do what he did last year there's so many storylines that the casual fan like yourself and FP should be all in on this team this is the best thing going on in DC besides Stormy Daniels this is the best thing going on in DC Tony Reale I've said my piece I think that as as Steve said we take we take success for granted in the city I mean you watch 
the Redskins and their dysfunction. You watch the Wizards and they're up and down for the last 35 years. Um, you know, we haven't had a team that consistently wins. He didn't even uh, mention the Caps. It, <laughs> and does it big time. I mean, and the Caps too. We take those th- those that team for granted and uh, we really shouldn't. What about DC United and their string of championships and the Washington Nobody Castles? Cares. Joe, Nobody they, cares, they can't build a stadium in time, Joe. They had to put home games in, in March. Okay, this is ridiculous. I live across the street. The stadium ain't built, okay? Is, is, it, is uh, HQ2 going to help build the stadium? If Bezos steps in with the robot dog, it'll be done in two weeks. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I, I want I wanna an, an Amazon stadium somewhere in D.C. Hey, I, I'm telling you, I told Riz, Mike Rizzo in person oh, two weeks ago that if Amazon comes to Navy Yard, he's got to sell the naming rights to Nats Park to Amazon, and then he can sign the entire Major League Baseball exactly. roster. Okay, he'll take Giancarlo, he'll take Judge, he'll take everybody. Mike Rizzo, the play is it, we got Mike Rizzo. There's a scenario where he's not under contract, and these Mike guys are Rizzo, playing in, in the in the Super Bowl or whatever in the World Series, right? So <laughs> Mike Rizzo, let's be real. he's not, hey, he's got to get an extension. I'll, I'll give you a scoop that you won't get on uh, the Sports Capital, whatever it's called. You won't get on 1067. You won't get on 980. Mike Rizzo bought a, a home in Navy Yard for 1.29 million dollars. Yes, just closed donkey. last week. It's a penthouse. Yes. Okay. We we all read the same exact article. It's a row house. Okay. So it's a penthouse. It's a row house. Whatever. He doesn't have a contract. <laughs> well, that's a clear sign that he's definitely working on something. He's laying down some roots. The guy ain't getting oh, married. Like Dusty was, right? <laughs> like Dusty. Don't bring up Dusty. Sorry. Dusty's still out of work. <laughs> Dusty got to be salty, right? He's got to be salty. I mean, he's out of work. <laughs> well, uh, but two ninety win seasons, and he's like, "Oh, nobody picks him up." I kind of feel bad for him, but so what, I'm, what, I'm what really excited, you, Anthony, actually. what what do you think of Davey, Anthony? I, I'm actually really excited for Davey Martinez. I think uh, you know, I was listening to I don't know who it was maybe Grant talking to to Ryan Zimmerman yesterday, and it, it just seems like the the club has a sort of different energy. It seems like they they're looser, they're uh, they don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders because I feel like Dusty, having not made a World Series since '02, put that sort of weight on the shoulders. And before then, Matt Williams was just a dumb dumb. Um, I think having that fresh face, that fresh energy, the new manager um, that's expecting to win but doesn't put the weight on the entire World Series on their shoulders, I think that's going to give them uh, sort of a refreshing sense this year. And I think you'll see a lot of cool uh, new ideas. You'll see fun lineups. You'll see, uh, you know, you won't see Jason Worth batting second in game five of the NLDS anymore um, or somebody like Worth um, because you'll see, you know, a manager that's willing to adapt, a manager that's willing to, uh, you know, give the young guys a chance to prove themselves. Um, I, I think, you know, Seeing uh, Trey Turner come and be ready to go, Adam Eaton is ready to go. Uh, Murph is not ready, but I, you know I have faith in Defoe and uh, Kendrick. This is a really, really awesome season, and I can't wait for the Nets to lead the league in runs and uh, to just have an awesome, awesome season. Boring. They're gonna win Joe, the NL Joe. East by twenty games. None of this matters. I, got, I just cares? got so bored that I went back to my my work laptop and started doing some work there. FP, 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 Over under on how many Nats games you attend in person at seven. Um, I want to sleep on the sillies. Don't sleep on the sillies. Honestly, the sillies are the main reason. (laughs) The main reason has got to be the sillies and great food options. I'm gonna go. There you go. go. 
Food and sillies. Like, that should be enough for at least 15. That could be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Food and Let's be real hey, here. The Nats still, are, this is a cakewalk. They're going to win the NL. It isn't, Joe. By, oh. by... That's the thing. That's the thing. It isn't. This is what, uh, this is what are you got to know. Is... Are they, okay, so they're going to finish. Uh, they're going to be fighting for a wild card, uh, wild card berth? But I don't think it's going to be as much of a rollover as it was in the years past. I think the So they'll win by 15? They'll win by 10? No, no I, th- I, th- I actually think, you know, if if the teams that you know in their division played up to their uh, who, skill level, who, 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 just give me a give number. Us a name. How, how many, give us a name. Yeah, we get we can get Matt the Met on here the to Mets, talk about the, the Mets, Mets. But I I, I think I think the Mets are dangerous this year. I think I think the Phillies are dangerous this year. Uh, just watch uh, in September. The Mets are going to be fighting for the division, and this is going to be something that helps them going into the playoffs. I think the cakewalks of fifteen and twenty games have. Sort of allowed them to let their guard down, but I think when they're fighting for a division uh, going into September and mid-September, but wouldn't I think you say then that, that this is problematic if they end up if if they're fighting for their lives come end of August and September, then they've not only is the manager failed, the team has failed because the team is stacked. Well, well, the team is well, stacked. Joe, I mean, there's a contextual part of if they're fighting for the division at pushing 90 wins and another team has a surprise season where they're pushing 90 wins, then no, it's not a failure. But yeah, I agree. If they're at, you know, 70, 75, 80 wins and they're fighting off the Mets and Phillies with Arietta, then yeah, that's a problem. And that doesn't bode well for September, October, but uh, this team is geared up to win 90 games. And I don't think there's another team in the division that will come close to that. Uh, yeah, so, but- so speak to me about the the injury part because last year the the bigger yeah. issue is going to be that we were a very injured team. Are we just as deep this year or? Well, this this year we're starting off as a very injured team. I mean, Murphy's not even close to coming back. Right. He won't be ready for opening day. Everyone says Zim is ready for opening day and would play if the season started tomorrow, but nobody has actually seen him take a swing. Uh, Isn't he? Do, he's doing like fake training camp, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be on the practice fields. But Steven Strasburg is, you know, made of plastic, right? So he could break at any time. And, uh, I mean, and you also don't have a fifth starter right now. I mean, you you have A.J. Cole, who's looked awful. So there are question marks, which is what makes the, the, the season interesting. Uh, but beyond all those question marks, it's still a 91 team. This lineup with Adam Eaton healthy, with Michael A. Taylor uh, you know, completely in, and, and this lineup healthy with Zim and Murph back is, uh, you know, historically incredible offensive team should be. Why is, that, anybody, that is no, why is anybody not, I mean, like what, what happened to Ryan Matson? Like nobody seems to be talking about him, really care about him at all. He, he, he was awesome. He, he looks great. No, he's great. I mean, he's you have, great. You have a bunch guy. of, but like the season to me is more about all the expiring contracts or the, the players without extensions in place including Rizzo without his extension in place. Like Murphy and Geo, uh, I think Weeders also. Like, there's a bunch of them. Um, yeah, but nobody cares about Weeders. Um, well, fine, but, the, but these guys they, they gotta get they gotta take care of their own. I mean, we just watched the, the, the reality not take care is of anybody. if there's no salary cap, if they win, they will make money, and they will look. Learners have already shown that they're willing to spend the money as long as they make the money back. So if they make money, and by no, winning, and there's nothing to suggest that they're gonna spend any money. There's nothing to suggest or, can, well, or, or why? even like, because they haven't done it ever. They have never. They done gave. It. They gave. They gave Worth 120 million uh, uh, seven years ago. They gave Strasburg 160 seven, million seven years ago. They gave Scherzer 210 million. But they're they going to spend. But they wouldn't pay Dusty, right? They wouldn't pay him. Uh, they didn't think he was worth it. Dusty, 
yeah, Dusty wasn't worth it. I think, I mean, I mean, isn't I his, sorry, sorry, sorry Tony, it. go for it, Tony. Um, I think this winter with all the depressed contracts and all the players not making any money, uh, I think that helps the Nats. And I think Murphy, uh, you know, in the old baseball salary cap structure and the old baseball thinking would have made 120, 130 million this winter, but you might see him sign something for four, four for 60 or three for 75. And I think that that helps the Nats and, Bryce is not going to get that $400 million contract that we're talking about. Well, I don't know if you're basing that statement off of this, but Thomas Boswell wrote an article in the Washington Post, Joe's favorite publication, where he said that the day of Bryce getting that four, $450, even $500 million contract is over. And even if he has an incredible season, what this offseason has showed is that uh, owners and GMs are not willing to shell out top dollar uh, for even in a uh, once in a lifetime player. So that bodes really, really, really well for us, especially given the home count, hometown discount that we're bound to get that we can only uh, get as, as uh, from Bryce in the off season. So that really bodes well. Hometown discount. <laughs> That's the thing. Poor Bryce ain't giving you a hometown discount. But you've been yeah. saying, but I think, I don't think two years ago, I think him leaving town would have impacted the city and the team uh, more significantly. I think they are, they, they're a better built team than they were a few years back. You know, and I think that's in large part to Rizzo. So they can afford to lose him. I mean, how many wins does he like? I, I know no. it's not the same, but how many wins does he actually account for through the course of a season? A handful? It, it, 10, 15? It, it's beyond, not it's even. Beyond his, just the wins. But it's beyond just the wins. It's his impact on the lineup, it's his presence, it's his. Uh, his ability to get on base and to drive people in. I think I think you're sleeping on that. I'm not saying he's worth 15 or 20 wins, but at the same time, what, what, just having Anthony, him there what, makes everybody what, better. What, what is his wins above replacement? Uh, last year was garbage. It was six four, or something. I, I mean, I've just looked it up. I, I, you're close. Four, Can someone seven. explain whatever that set is? I really can't, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> okay. I, I take it literally as if – if someone replaced him, this is how fewer wins they would get. Oh no, no. Well, so, I mean that—that's what it means, right? Then that, that's—that—that's what the stat is there for, right? So he himself was worth a handful of wins, maybe a couple others. Five wins because there's other things that aren't accounted for, right? Like when right. he was batting, where, where, like where where he was in the lineup exactly. in the bot. Like there's other things, but I mean it's safe to say it wasn't ten to twelve, and but it no. was ten two years ago. But bats can be found, that as right? MVP season. Look, Look at what the Yankees did, right? They found a bat. Like you can draft a bat. You really can. It's a lot easier, right? You, you can. It's easier to find a bat than it is to find an arm, for sure. So, I, I mean, Victor Robles is waiting in the wings to take his spot, and who's to say that he won't be a better bat all around? Obviously, he may not have the power that Bryce has, but uh, the biggest impact of Bryce not being here will be to the casual fan that shows up looking for the home run, looking for, you know, the, the, the jazz and the pomp and circumstance and all that, that'll be the biggest thing. And, and hopefully we're getting less casual fans and more diehards that are understanding that Victor Robles feels, it feels like Bryce is like a half generation late, right? Like if you go back in time to the mid nineties, baseball was all about the Bryce Harper's, right? It was all about like, that's what sold the tickets. That's what sold the TV rights. And that's who got paid. Am I, am, am I misremembering? But it was all well, about the long ball, and now it's it's really not. Well, you're seeing someone, a team like the Marlins, willing to let Giancarlo go, who's who's you know the biggest bat in baseball. So, yeah, I mean, I think baseball is all about five tools. If you can't play five tool baseball, then you're not worth top dollar. Uh, and, so, Stevie, 
Stevie, say it after me. It's Victor Robles, not Robles. We gotta get. We gotta get some, gotta get some knowledge. I, 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 I'm not a Latino. Okay. This is Ian Mahimi. Ian Mahimi. Okay, he's going. He's going ethnic on me. Okay, I call him Robles. Robles. It's like the toaster strudels. <laughs> Wait, what's a toaster strudel if it's not a strudel? A strudel? <laughs> I don't know. What the heck is that? I don't know, but I love that little sauce thing. Okay, if I could, I could, I could <laughs> bathe in sauce. Yeah, the ice thing. Yeah. How's Orange Theory working uh, out, Stevie? It's doing great. How's Whole Thirty working out? <laughs> uh, that's FP, right? That's not me. F- FP's killing it. Okay, he's killing it. Hey man, my my uh, my cooking game is strong right now. What'd you have for dinner Instagram, last night? Uh, FP, don't, don't, don't answer that. Put a plug in for your Instagram. Everyone who wants to find out that question, go to his Instagram. What was it? Meet by Paul? What, what's the Instagram? What's the handle? <laughs> uh, what, what, defeating the curse. Just, just, just everyone follow just, defeating oh, the curse. Come on. Just tell us what you have come for dinner. Come on. Just you got to plug what you have for dinner. What I had for dinner? Yeah. Uh, I made a uh, duck breast. Duck breast. Do you know how do you know how hard it is to type the word duck on my iPhone because it thinks it wants to be the other word? Well, I mean dick breast dick breast would be an interesting choice for dinner, I suppose. But I uh, duck breast, I, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Talk to me when you step on oh, the meat man. game a little bit. Super My meat game's great. Nobody has better meat game than FP. If you say so. If you say so. Okay, so with the Nats, I mean I started the show by saying none of this matters. Talk to me in October. If they if they don't win ninety games, it's it's on them. It's on the manager. Like this is, like it's a failure if they don't make it at least to where they were last last season. And frankly, I think the city expects them to go further. They're, they're too talented. They're just too talented to uh, to crap out in the first round again. I mean, no, definitely talented enough to crap out in the second. But they shouldn't be crapping out at all. Like they're they're built like the models have them beating whoever they have them beating. Like this team is, so, is supposed to go further. Stevie, Tony, taking that comment, when we lose in the playoffs and our window is officially closed, when does it open back up again? Are we very, so very is, far away from having another window? Or this is the DC depression. Um so I think um if we lose in the playoffs, um, you like Stevie mentioned, you got uh, Robles coming up. Um, behind him, maybe Robles. by six, Robles. Uh, by six months or a year, you got uh, this kid who's even better than Victor Robles called Juan Soto, uh, who is uh, just going to tear it up when he comes up. I think he's he's going to be the number two prospect in baseball when uh, the Braves guy gets called up behind uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So uh, I, I think I think the window. I think the window is, is, is wide open. If they can resign Murphy, I agree. Zim can stay, stay healthy. Uh, you got Scherzer and uh, Strasburg for another four years together. Um, you know, you can develop some arms. Fetty can, you know, be a mid-rotation starter. I don't think the window's closing. It just, this is probably the deepest team uh, that we're going to have for a while. So, uh, you know, the window's not closed, but instead and- of winning 97 games, we might win 92 or 93. And the only thing I'll add to that, I, I agree with every word he said, but that the reason the window's not closing anytime soon, and, and I will reserve this as a caveat, is, as Joe said, is the most important person to the window staying open, Mike Rizzo. Do we expect, do we expect Doolittle to uh, save 15-plus? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have every opportunity to. 20-plus? There's no reason he Give should. Give me a number. Uh, he should save 
upwards of 30, over 30. I mean, yeah, I so. if he stays healthy. Yeah, and they, they won't. I mean, he'll be their go-to closer. They, I don't think they'll rotate with Madsen um, or, or uh, Kinsler. I think it, the ninth inning will be his. Do you think the top three in the in the rotation can go out and win 14 each? No, I think Gio's going to have a dip. I think Gio's going to have so an too. off year. But I think Tanner is going to have 15 wins this year. Just one. Oh. I really, I really hope so. Yeah, I mean, if I'm that really happens, then they've, they've won well over 90 games. Uh, I'm really excited about Tanner. Yeah. I think I think Dusty, you know, treated him like garbage last year, and I think this year he's going to come back and he's going to want to start Game 3 in the playoffs, and I think he will start Game 3 in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's going to have an awesome season. Last thing from me here, and we'll, we can we can get out on this. If you are If you are Mike Rizzo, what are you looking to add to this team either immediately or – halfway through the season let's say let's say all projections are correct and you essentially have the same team from last year what are you adding let's go let's go reality first what are you adding to this lineup uh, i think bullpen depth i think we have a good lineup we have good starting pitching you only need three or four in the playoffs um, i think if you can find the power arm for the seventh or eighth inning uh push you know kinsler down to the sixth or Matson down to the seventh i think that's all you need you're one big arm away from bullpen from from really having an awesome shot in the playoffs. FB, what are you adding to this team besides Sillies? Um, honestly, better hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got nothing for you. Steve. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I'd be focused on, I'd be focused on trying to extend Bryce before and not letting him get to the open market, especially if you can get a little bit of a discount and you lock him in, you keep the fans happy. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, I kind of like what they got. But, Steve, what, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, uh, what I would have said a week ago, which I actually still would say because I, I don't have faith in the person they added, is uh, I think you need a fourth arm. Because I think Gio or Tanner, one of them is going to have a down season. So you've got three arms there. I don't believe in A.J. Cole, and I'm not convinced that Jeremy Hellickson uh, is the solution to that. So I really would have liked Arietta there and i think that would have just really shut down i mean you go into a five game series seven game series why, why didn't they go pitch. After, i mean they didn't even make a they didn't even make an offer I, i'm not I, i'm not convinced they didn't make an offer um it's i don't know it's a really good question he didn't he didn't he wasn't an expensive get i mean i i'm, I'm gonna look up his contract with the phillies uh three years 75 okay well, that's well, that's kind of, kind of a lot. Kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of expensive. I thought I thought we were in the ten to fifteen million range. But no, okay, that's no, I think I think they're gearing up to save for Bryce, and I think they didn't want to have another arm making twenty five plus. So um, they stayed away from Arietta, and he's honestly been declining. Um, so that's probably why they didn't go after him. But they need they need somebody with some like grit to him, right? Like like Worth was that even when he wasn't on uh, when he was injured. You know, Papelbon came in and ruffled some feathers, but like they don't have a guy. To really like strike a tone or strike a chord, like identity wise, I don't know. Like Bryce isn't that guy, and and this Max team and Steve is too veteran. You need something like that. No, I, I totally. Every team, every sport needs a guy like that. They need somebody to make everybody feel welcome and keep everyone in their place. They don't have that guy right now. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think we can question the camaraderie of the guys. I think it is a very close knit, uh, locker room. So I'm going to not fully directly answer your question, but I think the guys enjoy playing with each other, which, you know, says something. Um, but, but you're right. They, they don't have that brawler. Yeah. Who's going to, who's going to, they don't have Bill Lambeer now. 
Right. But but look, Worth, even when he wasn't, I mean, he didn't play a good chunk last year, but he was still around the team and you could see him and we saw him and when we were covering the team, like he was still out there and still talking to guys and still when they, when they traded. Yeah, but they, they still lost. Little. They still lost in the NLDS. I, don't, I mean, there's no formula. You just need you need to win, and whatever it takes to win, you got to go out and do it. And you know, there's no one guy that you need to have. I mean, worth we had worth, and he struck out seventeen thousand times in the playoffs. Like that's. I mean, you just need to, to play, and you need to play up to your potential and, and, and your the, ability. The, the truth is, if you're going to pay Bryce four hundred million, he needs to step up and be that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. That's but, but let's be real. But, yeah. but we know that he's not that guy. Like that's not that's not who he is. Well, yeah, because I mean. That guy's got to be very others focused, and we're not convinced that we've seen that in Bryce. But <laughs> no, he's, he's, I mean, he can grow into that. I think, I think Bryce has matured a lot from the day he came up. So I, I'm not knocking him by saying he's a little bit selfish. I think he, he's growing into his role. Uh, Bryce to me just feels like kind of like an Eli Manning. Like he can do it. He's not. He's, the he's con- Kobe. He's, he's not the most convincing. Well, but Kobe got it done. Kobe got in people's faces and told him to do it. Kobe, but that that Kobe matured. I mean, that that was that was definitely yeah. not the Shaq Kobe. Kobe was yes. kind of a loner during that time, and he grew into a leader. That's all I'm saying. Is Bryce needs to grow into yeah. the team. Yeah, that's leader. why to me he he kind of feels a little bit more like Eli, like somebody who's not comfortable, like really commanding that type of uh, like that type of presence. But he can do it situationally. But I mean, it's a very different game, obviously. When he's up there by himself, he's locked in, and no one's going to question that. But day in and day out in the locker room, the grind of the season, like. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like it's, and to be fair, I don't think the Astros had that guy, and I don't think the Royals had that guy a couple seasons back either. I think they those were teams that just really enjoyed playing together. I could be yeah, wrong, but that's that. They didn't I have agree. a guy, right? Uh, they didn't have that guy. The Nats, the Nats, because of the pressure on them, I feel like they need that guy, and they just don't have one. Well, it's, it's, it's like fun. Uh, oof! R.I.P. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Thursday night, Vikings Eagles. Mark your calendars. Yeah. Can we get me something purple? Uh, well, get me something purple. Actually, hey, hey, let's 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 just go around the table here. Uh, I mean, we're cheering for Kirk. There's no way anyone, no one's cheering against the guy, right? Light him up, Kirk. Yeah, I'm cheering for him 100. percent Like it's this is not. I'm a, about to buy my Vikings jersey. Well, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I, I can't. Number eight. This is not an RG3 situation. Although, ironically, I feel like the. The Kirk fanatics will now supplant, or like they will, they will take the place of the RG three fanatics that continue to call in, talk radio, and bombard us with comments about he he didn't get a fair shake and blah blah blah. I all, think the, all that's going to happen is Alex Smith has to fight both sets of fanatics, and <laughs> but oof. I think RG three is finally moving on, but he's getting he's getting replaced by Kirk. RG three was uh, in uh, he was in Miami. Uh, did anybody uh, tweet him uh, congratulations on his uh, wedding? Did you see his? Uh, 1970s suit with like the shiny white pearly shoes. Listen, I, I don't I, understand. I have him. to be honest. I I cannot like I'm fascinated <laughs> by him, but I cannot stand him. I can't. He's, he, he's, he's trying to be Andre three thousand. He's the he's, he's Andre the least self aware person maybe in the history of DC sports. He has no sense of like tactics. Don't, don't oh, I, I, I think I think Donovan McNabb is is offended <laughs> by that remark. Okay. <laughs> T.S. Uh, McNabb. Bruce Allen might be offended too if we're uh, if we're being yeah, honest. And- did, but did, did you guys see the clip? I think FB sent it to me actually initially of uh, when Alex Smith was taking his tour at uh, Redskins HQ before his presser, and uh, he walked into Bruce's office and asked him. Did, do you remember what he asked him? It was the best. He walked uh, in. He, are you getting any work done? Are you in here? getting any work done? <laughs> uh, Savage. Man. 
but the skins are the skins. I, I, like people that are just, I can't cheer for, for Kirk. It's his fault that he left. Like, those are just people that are, like, I get the loyalty to the team. We're still all Redskins fans, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him, and I, I wouldn't I'll be cheer, surprised I'll if cheer they, for if they Kirk. Really well. I'll, I'll cheer for him, but part of me is going to be really, really, really happy if they fail to make it back to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I mean, if he comes out and puts a turd on national TV to open the season, I'm, I'm not going to feel bad for him. But if he lights him up, I mean, if I'm going to feel, I'll feel good for him. But look, I'm saying I would prefer him lighting it up. And I think all of us would prefer him lighting sure. it up. But it's for school chance, ready? But at, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm growing more and more fond of what they did to get Alex Smith here. And, and I, I would be remiss not to give Bruce and the brass a little bit of credit because what the way they structured that deal in light of some of the other contracts, they did pretty well. Now they got to make it count with the other signings, but at least we didn't pull. We, we're not the most incompetent team this off season. That would go to the uh, Baltimore Ravens for signing a player and then <laughs> failing him on purpose to sign a different player. Um, I mean, you got to like. I'm not a Ryan Grant guy I mean, at all, but I do feel bad for him. He went to the Colts, right? He lost out. Yeah. That was the best uh, thing that happened. As I said, did he land on his feet? No I, think he, I think he went to the Colts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he signed for five. There's no. If he landed on his feet, is one yard short of the first down. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> Facing the opposite direction <laughs> of upfield. Yeah. Any final thoughts, boys? Is everybody enjoying their snow day? Any final thoughts? Let's go around the table. FP, you go first. What's for I dinner? I need somebody to come shovel my steps. I thought that's dinner's going to be. Uh, I thought you had the jeep to lamb overcompensate. Chops. Lamb. Hey, okay. Maybe I will tune into that uh, Instagram. Uh, Reality, what do you got? Final thoughts. Let's go Nats, baby. Let's go Nats. Oh, my God. Stevie. (laughs) I need uh, my children's private school to open up tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kids home for the morning is nice. Kids home all day. It's kind of problematic. There's only so many shows they can watch. (laughs) Uh, Have you been following the ratings decline on ESPN, Mr. Steve? I am fascinated that my brother was talking to me the other day telling me that he watched Sports Center. I cannot believe anyone still watches Sports Center. I don't get it. In the age of Twitter, I, it doesn't make any sense, but it really does. How is this? I mean, thank God for their live TV contracts. So they didn't have that. I don't know anyone that would tune into it. You mean the broadcast, the, the rights to the live sport? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did you watch Tiger last watch, week, Stevie? Uh, you watch him in his room? I love him. I love him, I love him man. Masters coming up. He's the favorite to win. We got to do a Masters. Is show. it worth putting some money on him? Because the, the line is actually moving quite a bit on him. Well, he's not. He hasn't been able to close the deal the last two weeks. So he's playing great. But uh, got that, him at that Sunday red minus one fifty right now. I don't know. I saw that he was eight to one favorite to win. So I, I yeah. wouldn't bet on him as the favorite because he hasn't shown me enough. But. Man, he makes Sunday at the Masters interesting if he's in contention. So that's all anybody can ask for. You were the only person I was thinking of when I saw him in the Sunday Red uh, because for for years I used to see you in Sunday Red. I had my sweater vest. I had my vest. Yeah, that was incredible. single week. Church was marked Uh, by Steve and his Sunday Red. Tiger, most dominant uh, athlete of the what is it, 20th century? What was that? Uh, FP last 20 years. The, the last top, 20 years. Top 20 in the last 20, yeah. But the rest of that list was I, garbage. No fed. The rest of the list was garbage, but I agree with uh, TW. TW Trey Wingo. Yeah, <laughs> of course, the one and only. I just I don't know how Kobe's not on that list. That was the biggest shot. How's Roger Federer not two or Phelps? You said it too. How is I mean, the Phelps the is most incredible. winningest Olympic? Sure. 
athlete ever not on there. But Tiger's know. Tiger's interesting because he he was bigger than he was bigger than the sport. I mean, he took the sport over, but like he had there was cultural significance there too. And if he, uh, you could certainly make the argument if he didn't get caught doing whatever he was doing, or if he had maybe somehow handled it a little bit differently. Whatever he was doing, is it, do we not know what he was doing? Do we need to go through? I mean, we know what he was doing, but maybe instead of coming out and saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry and I'm going to rehab, and then it messes up his swing, maybe he just maybe he goes the other way and comes out and says, you know, I did it and I got to get out of my system because I mean. Everything went downhill when he stopped, uh, when he stopped doing what hear, he was doing. I, I don't want Tiger to get anything out of his system. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to focus on his golf swing. I'm just saying, else. for years, the guy dominated. Sunday read every single week for essentially your, your, well, your adolescence, and then he stops doing what he was doing. And the guy, he couldn't, he's got stroke problems, pun intended. I mean, it's the back, it's the, it's the back problem, man. His back is decimated and who knows where that came from. I don't get yeah. that though. Why is, why does your back hurt? Like you swing, you swing. I, I just don't get it. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but golf doesn't, my, doesn't my back hurts if a, I sleep on the bed wrong. So <laughs> I just don't get it. Like it's not a, it's not like, it's not like you're being tackled and you're not being hit and you're not running. So where does all that pain come from? We need to have a, a live show from the driving range. Do some contests. Dude, the last time I hit a golf ball, I think, was with you, and I had I had blisters for like three days afterwards. It drove me nuts. But I'd love to. I somebody, get you a glove. If somebody wants to like hook us. A and, real and driving range us, or Top Golf? I'll go to Top Golf and drink. There you go. No, how many? I'm in. How long would it take me to play nine holes? Four and a half hours. Ooh, that's horrible. I think that should be the DTC event. Is who can finish around? Who, who finishes last? I'm gonna, uh, that's me. That's think, me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, I think LP. LP. Yeah. Can we just? He looks like a last place finisher. I can, can see. We it? make I, him yeah. run from hole to hole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> time we'll time him. We'll time him between holes. Exactly. All right, boys. Enjoy the rest of the snow day. This has been. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think most of us have families to get back to, so let's get back on that. But uh, for everyone listening, thank you so much. It's uh, the Nat season is around the corner. I believe it opens up next week. Um, for those that are, have been following the uh, the website and our Facebook account as well, all social media accounts, lots more uh, coming on the Nat side of the house. Uh, we've got uh, we've expanded our team. We have four dedicated personalities to cover the Nats. Uh, that includes game recaps, series recaps, and all kinds series previews too, and podcasts of course. So stay tuned. Wizards and Caps and Redskins. A lot more on that coming up in the next uh, couple days as well. For now, be safe. Enjoy the snow day. That's it. This has been DTC. We are out.